Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. Amen, amen. Now that's what happens when people get the same piece of music and they play from it. And that's actually what the church is about. The piece of music that we use is God's word. And when we get to using it, it will create wonderful music for the world to hear. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how we do that. I want to remind you that tonight at 6 o'clock is our, is our, uh, is our, our night of prayer. We're going to be here for about one hour. And we're just going to pray it up. And I'm going to tell you it's going to be a great time. Uh, everybody that comes to this say that they feel the power of God. So I'm encouraging you to be back here tonight at six o'clock and uh, and just enjoy the, the, the we're going to do a little worship and a lot of praying so I just encourage you to be here tonight for that there's a statement that's going to come up on the screen and I want you to see this it says we all need something to live on and something to live for we all need something to live on and that means that we're going to go to work so that we can eat and so we can eat so we can go to work you know how that goes don't you okay uh, that, that that's kind of it we we got to have something to live on we got to have a little money and so what do we do we go to work we get the money and then what do we do? We eat. And then why do we eat? So we can go to work. And, and why do we go to work? So we can eat. And it turns into a pretty vicious cycle, doesn't it? It's, it's not a lot of fun. That's why it's important that we understand that we all need something to live on, but it's even more important to have something to live for. And that's what we're going to talk about today, that living for. And so as we look at that today, uh, we're going to talk about what we are living for and how that can change us. So uh, we're going to be in Ephesians, the second chapter, in verse 8. We've already read part of that in the service, but we're going to go back there in just a few minutes. Hey, I got a box of Cheez-Its up here. Let me tell you about these Cheez-Its. Uh, the sermon today is brought by Cheez-Its. No, uh, no this, this, uh, I, this actually happened in my house. My wife had some Cheez-Its, and she had made them holy, and that means she tried to hide them from me in the back of the pantry. Okay, so, so they were back there, and I got into the pantry. And you know what? I found this box of Cheez-Its, and I said, those are there for me, okay? And th that's how I think, so I'm thinking, that sweet thing bought me some Cheez-Its. But what I didn't know is that these had been made holy, they had been set apart, they, they had a, a very important purpose. They were going to help make broccoli taste good, okay? Maybe, okay? Now, now let, me tell you, let me tell you, in case you don't know this, you can take healthy food and you can smother it with unhealthy food and it actually tastes good. And, and that's what these cheeses were going to do. They had a higher purpose. So I didn't know anything about it. And so I consumed them until my wife found out that I had been doing that. I, I closed the box so she never even knew it had been open. Um, uh, that's not good, okay? But, but, but So I'm consuming them, and she finds, and she says, what are you doing? Those are for the purpose of helping broccoli. She didn't taste, helping broccoli taste good. She actually thinks it tastes good. Oh, what's wrong with her? So anyway, so that's what I want to talk about today. I think that's a, a picture of what a lot of us do, isn't it? We, we, we are going about consuming our lives, and we think it's all about us. And so our lives are consumed by all the things that we want. And what happens in that is that God has us a, a, a much higher place. 
And so that's what I want to talk to you about today is that higher place that God has called us to. We are in the book of Ephesians. In, the, in Ephesians, they were a group of people in a city that was much lost, like Las Vegas. They were all looking for more, and, and they were all consuming their box of cheeses, thinking it was all about them. But you know what? Paul steps into that place, and he shows them how to get immeasurably more in Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to talk about. So we're going to look at Ephesians. Uh, the, the second chapter, verse 8, and you've already heard the sermon in a sentence, and is this, saved people serve. Saved people serve. Okay, you got that? Can you say that with me? Saved people serve. If you understand that today, you, you'll understand what we're trying to say. So Ephesians, the, the second chapter, and verse 8, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved. Okay, that's how we're saved. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. We learned the first week in this Immeasurably More series is that our blessings are received, not achieved. And I would tell you that grace is received, not achieved. You can't work to get salvation. It is given to you by God. It's not something you can do in and of yourself. It is by God. So we're not saved by works, but we are saved to do good works. And we're going to see that as we continue on in this. Let's go to Ephesians, the second chapter, verse 10. It says, for we are God's handiwork. Uh, some of them say we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we have to understand that's why God created us, to do good works. And, and he's already lined some of those out for us. So that goes right back to the sermon in the sentence, saved people serve. So the first thing I want you to understand today is that God created us for good works. God created us for good works. That's why we were created. That's why we're a masterpiece. And now, I, I, this happened this year. We did two incredible events here. One of them was Night to Shine with the special needs prom right here in this building. And then the other one was when we sent out over 500 people to serve. And after both of those events, so many people told me, Mike, that was the most wonderful thing. Mike, I felt fulfilled that day. I felt like God used me that day. Uh, I worked hard, but you know, when it ended, I felt great about life. Why is that? Because that's why God created us. God created us to do good works. And when we get to that place where we understand that, it's what we would call our sweet spot. Now, I, I brought my golf club today. And they tell me, they tell me, I don't know this is a fact, but they tell me that there's a sweet spot on the face of this club where that if the ball hits that, it's going to go where you want it to go and it's going to go a long way. I probably got gypped because I don't think this one has a sweet spot. Okay, But let, let me tell you what I understand. I, I want you to understand this. Is that God has created you with a sweet spot. And when you find that sweet spot, can I tell you what? You understand why you were created. You're going to find fulfillment. You're going you're to find that, that, that God is going to work on you. This week I was having lunch with a friend. And, 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 he, and this is what he said to me. He says, I just got to do what I do. I won't tell you his profession because you'll know what he, who he is. But he says, I just got to do what I do. I think God has given me a gift and, and I just got to do it. And, 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 and you know what the greatest thing about that is? He's found his sweet spot. And God is using him, even though it's not in a church leadership way, God is using him to change people in this community in amazing ways. But he said to me, Mike, 
I, I, I know God has put me here for this purpose. And that's what I want for every single one of you. Is to understand what your purpose is. Now, now I'm just saying for a second, I have my, go- my golf club up here. But let's say I-, I wanted to go fishing. So what would I do? I would tie a line on there and a hook, and I would put it out. My, that's not going to work. I'm not going to. So maybe I could club the fish. Uh, probably about as much luck either way. I don't think it's going to work. So maybe tennis, okay? I, I might use it. No. Uh, maybe playing baseball. Mm, no, probably not going to work. Hockey stick. It's kind of like a hockey stick. Now, th- you know what would happen if that were the case? I would end up pretty frustrated, wouldn't I? Because I wouldn't be very good at any of those things. And you know what else would happen? This would be destroyed in the process. Does that remind you of anybody? You probably know some people right now in your life that are frustrated and they're destroying their lives. And let me tell you what they're looking for. They're looking for that sweet spot. They're looking for that sweet spot where God has created them and they could find the place that he can use them. And that's what we want you to understand today is that sage people serve, that God has created you for a purpose and that is to serve and that is to use your gifts for him. I I like what Amy said. She talked about we are a masterpiece. I've I've got a statement I want you to see here. We are a masterpiece with a mission. Can you say that? We are a masterpiece with a mission. God created us. In fact, it says that he created us for good works, and he prepared good works in advance for us to do. He's already got some things that he wants you to do. He's already got some people that he wants you to serve. And when you get to that place, can I tell you what will happen? you will become absolutely fulfilled and satisfied with your life. If right now you're looking for a purpose in your life, can I tell you what? You've got to understand that God's created you to serve, and you've got to find that place. Okay, we're going to go on in the book of Ephesians now to Ephesians 4 and verse 11. And, and let me tell you about the book of Ephesians. If it's mentioned in the first part of the book, it's going to be mentioned in the second part of the book. And, and so this is the first part. He says this is why we were created. Now he's going to get down to some of the practical aspects of what happens there. So in Ephesians, the, 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 the fourth chapter, verse 11, it says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. He lists there the church leaders. He says, the reason God has created church leaders is to equip people for works of service. So, So can I tell you what my job is? My job is to help you get equipped, all right, to do works of service. Now, a lot of churches think when they hire a minister, they hire the minister to do the ministry, and that's not their job anymore. That's not biblical. That, in fact, is unbiblical, and and, and that is why so many churches in America aren't growing. My job is to help you become a minister. My job is to help you get equipped so that you can do your works of service. And now, let's see how that changes. Uh, Our church staff is relatively small, and now... When we look at it this way, now our church staff is over a thousand because our job is to equip every single person. And if we, as an army, if we, as a, as a group of people, begin to take up the mantle of being a servant and honoring God with our lives and doing good works, we will absolutely change this community. If we will do what we did on Night to Shine, if we will do what we did on Serve Day and make it a constant part of our lives, can I tell you what? We will change this community. 
Now, this is the promise that we make you. We want to equip you. We want to help you have the equipment so that you can make a difference in, in this community and in the, in the life of, of, that you're living. And so that's what we're wanting to have happen. Now, this is, this is what happened to me a number of years ago. I went camping with some of my buddies. We went to a place called Mount Mitchell. It's the highest place this side of the Mississippi, just under 7,000 feet. Let me tell you the week that we did it. We went the week between Christmas and New Year's. Can I tell you how stupid that is? It gets worse, okay? It absolutely gets worse. So, so we're, we're, we're climbing up. We get up towards the top, and we stop to make a camp. And this is, this is what I want you to understand here, it is that... It is that that, that evening, the wind was blowing at about 25 miles an hour. That, that evening, it was below zero. And one of my buddies borrows his nephew's, his nephew's sleeping bag, okay? And he pulls out this wonderful Scooby-Doo sleeping bag. He's going to die. <laughs> he is going to freeze to death. I don't know any other way to say it, because that bag will keep you warm, maybe in 50 degrees, but in the, the type of weather that we were having, can I just tell you something? He, he was going to die of hypothermia that night. Now, can I tell you what we won't do as a church? We're going to ask you to serve, but we're going to equip you. We're not going to let you get out there in the cold. We're not going to push you out there and say, I hope you make it. We're, we're going to equip you so that you can do the job that God would have you to do. And so this is, this is so important that you realize that, is that our job isn't to do the ministry for you. Our job is to help you do the ministry. And when you do that, can I tell you what, you're going to find fulfillment and satisfaction. You're going to find fulfillment and satisfaction that will absolutely change your life. Now, the last thing that I want you to understand from these passages is that serving benefits us and others. Serving benefits us and others. It is, this is what you normally think of. Well, they're just asking me to do something. They just want me to do something. And that, that's not it at all. I want you to understand what happens when you serve. We're going to look at Ephesians 4 and, and, and verse 12. It says, so the body of Christ, the body of Christ is the church, that's us, may be built up. So we have works of service, and what happens that the church gets built up. That's why this church has grown, because we've made service a priority. We're making a difference, and people want to be a part of it. So, so we're actually seeing that happen. And it says, so the church may be, be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. There's this idea of the unity. And can I tell you what? We saw that in the video just a couple of minutes ago. When that group began to play the music in unison, it was a beautiful thing, and that's what we want to have happen here. And then it says there's going to be a unity in faith. And what happens when we begin to take steps uh, of service? We begin to see God work, and our faith grows. And then it says there's a unity of faith and a knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hold on. Did we have a Bible study? That's what we normally think of, isn't it, when we think of that will increase our knowledge? No, our knowledge will be increased when we serve. How will it be increased? We will actually see God work in us. We will actually come to understand Him more than, than, than we've ever understood Him. We're actually going to be driven to God's Word uh, so that we can get the strength and we know what to do. But, but then it says that one more thing. It says that they, they will become mature. Really, two more things, mature. Now, that, that idea is that when we serve, we become mature. I, I mentioned that most of the churches in America will never grow to be over 100. 
Why? Because they have a bunch of immature people there. Because they've never served. Because they've hired a minister uh, to do their ministry for them. And they have a bunch of whiny babies. And who wants to be a part of that? And then on top of that, there's one more thing that happens. It says they'll attain a measure of the fullness of Christ. What that means is that we will become Christ-like in that. But there's one more reason I would tell you that it's not listed there. And this is why we serve, is we will make a difference in people's lives. We call them difference makers. I can't tell you the number of people that, that I've seen whose lives have been changed because people serve. Through, through serve day, through night to shine. And I look back over my life and I see people that I have served that have come to know Jesus Christ. I look at people that I have served that are now leading churches. I, I look at people that I serve and they're leading companies that, and, and they are doing great things for Jesus Christ. And can I tell you, there's nothing like it to be a difference maker. But let me tell you what else it does. We, we, we're getting a little selfish here because we realize in serving that it, that it really is going to benefit us a lot, but it also benefits them. We can change somebody's eternity. We, we, can, we can help somebody be under the protection of God. We, we can help people understand who He is and give them hope and give them strength and give them trust in Him. So, so that's why it's so very important that we do that. And, and, and I want you to, to, to get that in your minds. This is a statement that's going to come up on the screen right now. It says, serving is not something we want from you, but it's what we want for you. Serving is not something we want from you, but something that we want for you. There's two times that this is what I always hear. I'm going to stop going to that church. They always want me to serve. The other one is, I'm going to stop going to that church because all they want is my money. Can I tell you what, in both of those situations, you're missing the point. In both of those situations, when you and I begin to serve, we're going to be blessed more. When we begin to give, we're going to be blessed more. And, and, and we don't want it from you, we want it for you. Because the blessings that will be poured out when we serve, when the blessings that we pour out when we give, when the blessings that will be poured out on us come, what we're going to realize is that we are so very blessed. So, so that's what it's about. Now, I, there's a card in, in, your, in your bulletin today, and you don't even have to fill out this card. You can do it on your app. But we're going to ask you to fill this out. Now, let me tell you what it is. It's about taking a test drive. It's about taking a test drive, and the test drive is all you're saying is I'm going to put my name and my information there, and you turn it over, and if you're already serving, you can say, I'm already serving here. But then what we're asking you to do is say, hey, I'll take a test drive. I'll show up and see if I can find a place that will be a place that I can serve, where you can equip me, where you can help me. So we're going to ask you to take these and fill them out. Now, i got to tell you, taking a test drive is fun. You're going to see my new car. Um, Kathy got this for me last week for my 40th birthday. Okay, I'm not doing real good on the lion today, am I? None of that's believable. But but anyway, just, just imagine. I actually had to got to drive drive one of those in a, uh, back in the the last century, back in the 80s, and it was an incredible drive. It was an incredible ride, and I would just tell you, it was a load of fun. And, and and around 120, it felt so wonderful. About 130, 135, I began to get a little scared. But it was it's absolutely incredible. But I would tell you this. It's nothing compared to what will happen if you take a test drive. And you find a place 
where God begins to pour his power through you and you find a place where God can use your gifts. Can I, can I tell you what? The, the, the windows are open and, and your hair's blowing back and it's incredible. You ain't seen nothing yet until you have found a place to serve. So what I'm going to ask you to do is fill those out and begin to pass them this way and we've got people that are going to come and pick those up right now. And just think about it for just a second. Just think about that test drive. All we're asking you to do is to, is to uh, show up one Sunday and take a test drive. See if maybe it's something you like. And if it's not, you know what? We'll find another place so you can take a test drive. But what we want to do is we don't want something from you. We want something for you. We want you to do that. So pass those down to the end of the aisle and, and help us out. Because what we want is this. We want you to know the joy of the Lord to know that you are doing what you were created to do. He says, you're God's handiwork. You're God's masterpiece. And as God's masterpiece, can I tell you what needs to happen? You need to be using your life for his purpose. There's a higher purpose. And, uh, and, and, and it will absolutely change you. So as you're passing those down, uh, that, that will help us. What will happen is you'll get a call. We'll set you up on a test drive. And, and uh, you're not, we're not asking for a lifetime commitment. We're just asking for you to try something and find a place to serve. So would you bow with me right now? Father, we come and we just ask that you would help us that we would find our purpose in you. Father, I'm praying today that the, 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 the saved of, of this church would begin to serve. Father, I'm praying that you would move us from our complacency and our mediocrity, that we might stand up and say, I want to be used by God in a mighty way. Uh, Father, I, I'm asking that you work in us today through your spirit, that we might understand that, that we are to be a mighty army, that we are uh, to be that orchestra that makes music, that changes this community. But, Father, it takes every single one of us. Father, I pray that the saved today would open their eyes and realize that you have greater things for them than just, just attending, uh, that there's a chance to change the world through their service, through being a difference maker. We just uh, pray this right now in Jesus' name. Hey, uh, 52 years ago, I, I, I got to tell you what happened. I, I walked down an aisle and I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I got saved. And, and, and you know what? I had no idea what I was getting into. And, but, but you know what I knew I had to do? I knew I had to serve. And, and God changed me and moved me in a lot of ways. But this is what I would have you to, to hear today is that it's been an incredible ride. I have not been disappointed. And, and that's what we want for every single one of you. It is we want every single one of you to be saved, but you understand that saved people serve. And, and so th this morning we've already baptized uh, about seven guys in the first service. We'd love to baptize some more. Uh, and, and you know what the thing that excites me about that is those guys, uh, they're going to move to a life of service. And they're going to find the great things that God has for them. So that, that's what I'm looking forward to you, for you today. Uh, we're going to be up front. If you have any need at all, we would love to pray with you. I prayed with people. The, the first service is about finding a purpose for their life. Uh, and, and prayed with others about, uh, about being delivered. But you know what? What we want for you is to be saved and to know the power of serving Him. So let's stand. Let's sing. Let's honor Him. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at